Hello, this is Pearls on Tuesday, where we aim to create and celebrate the beauty of ordinary moments in extraordinary ways. Today's podcast is entitled, My COVID Birthday, a well-needed reality check. Those of you who know me personally or through my blog are well aware of my commitment to positivity in thought and action. You also know that I search for things to celebrate in the course of an ordinary day and feel no guilt about treating myself and others to anything that has the potential to bring joy. A glass of wine, an ice cream cone, a new lipstick, or a leisurely nap. I guess it was around age 50 when I gave up the need to push harder and replaced it with self-care and a focus on improving the quality of life. With this being said, there are two particular events that I look forward to with great anticipation each year. They are Christmas and July 4. Now, my birthday happens to be on July the 4th, but that is not why I enjoy this holiday so much. You see, it has become tradition over the years for my immediate family to gather at the OBX in North Carolina. We do this during the week of the 4th of July, whenever that might fall, and it's a busy and chaotic time that we all enjoy. Usually by the end of the stay, only my husband and I are left, and we make the most of these last few days to unwind and carve out some us time. Obviously, preparations for this fiesta begin weeks prior to the arrival of the birthday I share with America. Tasks include coordinating schedules, planning menus, grocery shopping, decorating, packing our red, white, and blue attire, and stocking up on favorite libations, to name a few. I am a good and thorough planner, which allows me the luxury of enjoying my people once they arrive. This year began exactly like many others, but fell apart very quickly. Despite vaccinations and boosters, five of us tested positive for COVID within a span of seven days. Three of us were in direct contact with one another. The other two were several states away at the time. Luckily, all of us are on the mend and one by one have served our time in quarantine. While my illness was not hospital worthy, I would not say that my symptoms were mild. Due to an autoimmune disease, I was prescribed Paxlovid and Ritinavir, which helped a great deal. I fully realize that my experience pales in comparison to many who lost loved ones or were gravely ill during the pandemic. I also realize that I should be grateful that COVID did not put a financial strain on our family. However, this post is about me being brutally honest and transparent about how I chose to deal with my COVID birthday that didn't happen and where I am today.
Hope is always a good feeling until it lets you down. When person number one tested positive, we packed her up and sent her back to Virginia. We held on to the belief that the rest of us would be okay because our contact with number one was limited at that point. Our hopes began to fade as persons number two and number three presented with mild symptoms and then tested positive. Time to throw in the towel, pack it up, and head home. Feeling poorly was not fun, but having dealt with a rare autoimmune disease for years, I've learned to take the good days with the bad. What I have not learned to accept gracefully is disappointment. I am an only child, but most people are surprised when they learn this little fact about me. I don't exhibit many of the characteristics commonly seen in only children. Rather, my socially inclusive, come one, come all, the more the merrier, what's mine is yours, attitude better fits someone raised with a clutch of siblings. What gives me away in the end is the way I choose, and yes, all behavior is a choice, to react to disappointment. I know this about myself, and I am fully aware that it is not a becoming character trait to possess. Looking at this flaw of mine under a microscope, I see that the magnitude of the disappointing event does not seem to have much bearing on my reaction. A simple rained out event pains me as much as a canceled European vacation. Learning that the shoe store does not have my size and those cute sandals I had my heart set on hits as hard as hearing that my favorite neighbor is moving away. I was never a brat, but I distinctly remember crying during lunch in elementary school because my Frito snack did not include a Frito Bandito eraser. My teacher thought someone had died. When my birthday beach week fell apart this year, I was extremely disappointed. I pouted, felt sorry for myself, cussed, fumed, and threw myself a glorious pity party. Luckily, I was sick with COVID, so most people just thought I was moping around due to the virus. As a counselor and life coach, I know full well that I could learn to handle disappointment in a healthier way if I decided to set my mind to it. I just haven't bothered. The crazy thing is, I have the ability to handle big things that are unpleasant and do so quite well. These include death, illness, uncertainty, family struggles, relationship issues, sadness, and anger. However, disappointment, which I defined as not getting something that I wanted or expected, brings out the worst in me. Upon introspection, it is even more complicated than it sounds. For instance, I am not disappointed that I don't live in a mansion with a personal chef and a chauffeur. Why? Because this is not something I expect. 
I'm not disappointed when I look at a price tag and know that this item is out of my price range. I just accept it as something I can't afford. I don't expect to be able to buy anything and everything I want. I am not disappointed if the dinner I prepare doesn't turn out as planned. If I did my best and put my heart into it, I'm okay with a fail. What I have discovered about my issue with disappointment is that the culprit seems to be the concept of what I feel I deserve. In my mind and from my perspective, I deserve to spend a lovely week at the beach with my family and friends once a year. My family and friends deserve this as well. Owning a home on the Outer Banks allows us to visit at any time, but our July 4th week is different. This is the celebration we all plan for and look forward to each year. When it doesn't happen, my disappointment is not only for myself, but for the others who are impacted as well. Not to mention that my husband takes this time as his one extended vacation from work until Christmas. He is the most hardworking man I know and not only deserves this respite, he needs it. After much reflection, I realized that disappointment was not the culprit driving my desire as I had previously thought. Instead, it was the fact that I was denied something I felt I deserved and had earned. This realization was huge. Not getting what we deserve is not a new concept. It falls into the same category as bad things happen to good people and life isn't always fair. While I know these things to be true, my expectations don't align with this truth. I have taught myself that if you work to do good, better yourself, help others, give more than you take, live with compassion and empathy, and focus on the next right thing, then good things will most likely come your way. Karma, right? The disappointment of my 59th COVID birthday week has afforded me the opportunity to conduct a well-needed reality check. It is time for me to let go of these ideas of what constitutes deserving and who gets to measure it. I am working hard to adopt the belief that not always getting what I deserve is a two-way street. How about all the times that I deserved less but got more? How about instances when what I deserved would not have made me smile? I am not a fan of the phrase, the world owes you nothing. If this were true, does that also mean that you owe the world nothing? How horrible would it be if every person lived as if we owed nothing to one another, our country, the animals, and our planet? We absolutely do owe the world at large the best of us. And in turn, we can expect to receive many good things. What we can't do is expect all good things to come our way. 
or to have direct control over which ones actually do arrive. I'm afraid I have ignored this minute detail over the years. As I dealt with fever and chills under damp covers the last few days, a dialogue popped into my foggy mind. It went like this. So, if you are going to the disappointment of a lost week with family at the beach, how about keeping it real and accurate? Let's tally the current situation and then continue the conversation. The tally looked something like this. I made two lists. Things I have and things I didn't get. And began to place facts under each one. First, the things I have category. My list included a beach house on the water. A loving family. Many friends. Health care. Overall good health and surviving COVID. All the comforts of home. The gift of another trip around the sun. Now for my things I didn't get column. My week at the beach. That was all I could come up with. Obviously, the what I have list could go on and on, but I think you get the picture. No, I didn't get the beach week I deserved this year, but I got or have so much more than I want or need. Better folks than me have been given much less. It's a shame that it's taken me 59 years to learn this lesson and to admit out loud or in writing that my first world problem is hardly cause for a GoFundMe page. All I can say is better late than never. As I type, I am on my last dose of antivirals. I am feeling almost back to normal after COVID, and I am looking forward to the next time I am fortunate enough to sit with my toes in the sand and a drink in my hand. My pity party is over and was not half as fun as I thought it would be. The next time I'm invited to such a party, I'm going to RSVP, will not attend. Chin up, buttercup. Take good care of you and yours. This podcast is also available as a written post on my blog, Pearls on Tuesday. Dot com.